Football on Off The Ball. Brought to you by the Boyle Sports app. Cash out and in-play betting available in the App Store and Google Play Store. Now then, very happy to say we are joined by Mr John Giles. You're there, John? I am, yeah. You're stuck with me this evening, sorry. Who's that? Joe. Hey, Joe. <laughs> how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, very well. Good. Good. So, I was out uh, last night and I didn't see this Leeds Derby game, but it's the talk of the office. Uh, bonkers was the general word from the lads. What did you make of it? Uh, well, Derby deserved to win. Uh, Leeds had terrible goalkeeper. He was a bag of nerves, uh, Joe. Uh, and there's... I was on, well, you, you weren't on the show. There's a lack of discipline also about Leeds. I'm, mm. I'm sorry to say, Joe. The, 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 I mean, the first goal was a terrible goal. Mixed up with the goalkeeper. It was goalkeeper's fault with Cooper. Cooper was sent off later on uh, in the game. Uh, Baradi, sorry, he wasn't. Uh, Cooper gave a silly penalty away. Mm. Baradi was sent off. So um, I, did, I, I watched Leeds against Derby about two months ago. Leeds beat them. But I, I think I was on with Nathan and... I just found a lack of discipline in the Leeds. Uh, even from corner kicks, they're pulling and pushing and shoving. Uh, and even in the derby match at that time, the goalkeeper wasn't this goalkeeper. Another goalkeeper got it got across. Derby player was near him, Joe, when he was in the air. But as he was falling, he put his foot out and kicked him. Right. And lucky enough, the referee had assumed that, you know, he turned his back on it because the goalkeeper had, had the ball in his hands. But that type of stuff, you know, it was really, really bad. And it, 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 caught, it caught them up. It caught up on them last night, in my opinion. Right, OK. OK. And when, when you talk about that lack of discipline, this is obviously very different to a team having a bit of fight in them and maybe oh, a bit yeah, of cynicism yeah, yeah, in them. This, yeah, this is yeah. kind of a more cheaper version of that almost. Oh, no, no, totally wrong. It goes back to Bielsa. I mean, Bielsa's the manager. And uh, in my opinion, it caught up on them in a big way last night. Um I, have, I didn't see that much. I've seen him a couple of times, but that match against Derby, particularly about two months ago, Joe. Mm. Uh, I just thought. I actually, I remember speaking to Eddie Gray about it, and then he said, "Yeah, there is a there, there is a league. You know, they, like pulling and pushing from corner kicks and free kicks. You didn't see the match, but there was a penalty incident where the ball was played down by the side of this lad Cooper, and the the the, the, the forward just turned on it, and he grabbed him. Right. And the referee looking at him gives a penalty kick away. You know." Kind of brainless stuff. Oh, totally. Totally, Joe. Yeah. Because, because I presume there are times where you want a little bit of pulling and dragging in a clever way. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. If, if, yeah. You've got to be very clever, though. You know, because, like, the referee was about 10 yards away from the incident last night. But if you're in the habit of doing that th those things, Joe, and you haven't been pulled up, especially this last match of the season, as it were, mm. then, you know, it catches up on you somewhere. Mm. And what have you made of the job Bielsa has done generally? I think he's done well. I mean, he hasn't spent any money, not not really. Uh, and to get them where they where they are, and they obviously need a couple of players. But I think overall he's done a very good job with them. Mm. Because with four games of the regular season to go, they were in the driving seat. They seem to have fallen yeah. away at just the wrong time. Well, they caught up on them, Joe. There's no there's no doubt about that. You know, the the the. Uh, they, they were looking very, very good, uh, but they, they 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 didn't really have anybody up front. Right. You know, they didn't have a a striker that you could depend on. 
to, to get them out of trouble there when they needed, you know, really, really needed it badly. Right. So I think they were lacking, they were lacking up front, you know. And by all accounts as well, Richard Kyo seemed to have a pretty big influence. He seemed to have a good game. Yeah, I, well, I think he's a huge influence on that team. You know, he's one of those lads, he's good, honest, mm. bro. Mm. Always gives you his best. Uh, I'm very honest in what he does. Um, so I'd say he's a leader in that team. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and yeah, he's just a good type of lad. Yeah, because he's well. He was their player of the year, which is always a good sign when you know the other players kind of chip in and, and gives gives him player of the year. And also, you know, he's kind of the road less travelled as well. He had to go to Iceland to get his career kind of up and moving again after he first went over to England, and he's he's kind of worked his way back now. And he set himself desperate to get into the Premier League, and that'd be an amazing success story for him personally if he could do it. Oh, definitely. But you, you find with lads, Joe, that have to work hard to do it appreciate it when they get there mm. and they wouldn't get there without the hard work mm. you know you could you'd have to say he's a limited path a uh, limited uh, amount of ability but that's that's ability is only part of the game but having the will to do it uh, is is a huge thing and and lads that have to struggle a bit to get there uh, as he has done i think uh, appreciate it and mm. really really make the most of it of their career when when they're in that position and it, it's great for him. He's a really, really good lad. He's as honest as day is long uh, when he's playing. And that's why he's captain and a leader in the team. What kind of stamp is Frank Lampard putting on Derby then? I think he's done really well. Uh, first season, uh, Joe, he, he, he hasn't got money to buy players either. I think he's got a couple of loan players. Mm. Uh, and, I mean, all you can do as manager is make the best of what you have at your, at your disposal. And he's certainly done that. Mm. You know, he's done really well. Um, he's played, you know, he's played good football. He's he's got the team really working hard. They're honest in what they do, as he was himself, Joe, mm. as a player. Mm. You know, Frank Lampard. One, I, I don't ever thought he was a really, uh, really creative player or blessed with a great deal of ability. But he certainly made the most of it. You know, he was a great goal scorer coming from midfield. Uh, and it, like he's worked hard at it. He he, he started at at West Ham, and he had a very very difficult time with the fans at West Ham. Yeah. Uh, you know, then he went to Chelsea. It obviously made his name there. So it didn't come easy for him uh, in the position that he was in, which again is always a good sign of somebody uh, making the best of what they have and being in the position that they're in and Derby are in. I think he's done a really top-class job so far. Yeah, plenty of work ethic. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And an honesty about them, Joe. You right. know, like, okay, like yeah. I'm talking about Leeds last night, where there was this discipline. There was nothing about that in the in the Derby team. Mm. Uh, you know, he, he brought this lad uh, Marriott, I think, on scored two goals. And the big difference as well, uh, he had a goalkeeper, uh, Ruse, I think his name is. Joe was very, very good. In contrast to the Leeds goalkeeper, who was really, really awful awful last night and the lack of discipline in the team there was no lack of discipline in the Derby team they were very good Right I know you caught a bit of Villa West Brom in the other game I think Conor Herron started that second leg he scored that brilliant goal on the first leg what do you make of Herron John? He's played, featured for Ireland obviously in the Gibraltar and Georgia games Yeah he's neat and tidy Yeah you know. um, I would expect more of him on the ball as a midfield player you know he gets it from A to B uh, but there's nothing, nothing really creative about it. Right. So he's he, he's useful in that sense, you know. He, and he's got, he's got a good shot on him. He'll get your goal. Mm. Uh, like he he won't take take control of the game. 
You know, I think I, I, don't, I think he's just a bit, little bit conservative in his play and his passing. Uh, now he's only relatively new to it. He, he might improve on that, but I think he should look a little bit more. He's got a good left foot. He can deliver it well, uh, and I'd like to see him just looking a bit, a bit more, mm. a bit more from his passing. Mm. And um, last word on all this, then. So Derby, Aston Villa whoever comes out on top there. What did you make of the general standard of the games with a view to surviving in the Premier League next year? I think, I think it'll be difficult, uh, Joe, the teams that I've seen, uh, you know, when they, when, if and when, you know, say Villa get promoted, uh, they look the best of the team so far. I think I, I, think I would fancy them to beat Derby, uh, but I wouldn't be putting a lot of money on it. Mm. Uh, they've, they've come with a really good, good run, uh, Villa have. But you wouldn't say, well, they're absolutely outstanding. You know, like the, the the best team to go up recent times has been Wolves. When you saw them play in the Championship, Joe, you could say, well, these guys have good players and they'd be okay in the Premiership, which which has proven to be the case. They've been very, very good. Yeah. I don't see that in Villa or Derby or Leeds or West Brom, who were who were in the the, the latter stages of the of the of the Championship. Mm. Uh, today, of course, is the 16th of May. So, not to bring back bad uh, memories, but. The lads were just mentioning it's the anniversary of that 1973 European Cup Winners' Cup final, Leeds AC Milan over in Greece. I know you were injured for this game. Yeah. yeah. I hadn't fully appreciated, actually, just until I started having a look at the um, controversy over the referee, Christos uh, Mikas. I mean, you're always going to hear about dodgy refs back in the day, but yeah. I don't know. I just thought a European Cup Winners' Cup final might be immune from it. So it seems he had a pretty appalling game. And uh, later on, UEFA investigated him, and not over this particular match, but he was banned uh, due to match fixing. Yeah. And it seems he had an absolute stinker in this match, and uh, Milan got more than their fair share. Uh, that's a dreadful thing to hang over a final. Uh, yeah, well, we, we had it in that year. I didn't play, as you say. Yeah. Uh, we had it in the Champions League Cup final as well against Bayern Munich, to be quite honest. That oh, was a very in, controversial in, uh, Situation. Was it as well in 75, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, the, in 73, uh, actually, I think, we, we, I think Billy was suspended. You know, we were up he against was, in that yeah. particular match. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, funny enough, I, I played in the Irish team. I got into playing for Ireland uh, when I came over. But I came in at the same time as the Italian team coming in, AC Milan coming in. Uh and, and it just struck me on even at that they looked very relaxed Joe about everything they were having a good laugh and a good joke and, and that but they were certainly relaxed going into it you know mm. it, it, it's hard to know but the, the, the referee had a nightmare on the on the day there's no doubt about that and where were you watching in the stands or I was in the stands yeah yeah, yeah. I was in the stands watching it you know um, it was a, it, it's, it's, it's very difficult to know mm. you know but uh, as you say the referee uh, was up up in front of the committee uh, l later on. Um, was 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 that? I thought he did never refereed again, Joe. I don't know if he ever refereed again after that match, but certainly at some stage during yeah. during his career, he was banned for life for match fixing. Yeah. So he was up to no good. any good you know, let's, put it, let it put it, let's put it that way because mm. I, I was reading even like the neutral Greek fans the match was obviously over in Greece and you, a lot of local fans there even they were kind of booing him and recognised that something was a bit iffy I don't know if that if you remember that 
Oh, I do. I remember it well. Uh, it, it was. It was. It, you see, it's very hard to make a case for it, Joe. You know, because uh, people say, "Well, it's sour grapes. You were beaten." Uh, it, it definitely looked odd. You know, you can you, when you when you're watching the match, the, some of the decisions that were made. You thought, "Well, that's that's you know that's a bit, bit iffy to say the least." Mm. Uh, but then again, you know, like referees can have a bad day. Mm. Um, it, 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 it's always difficult to know, Joe, but certainly his record afterwards uh, would give some substance to, the, to the, 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 the feeling, certainly from the Leeds fans and some of the Greek fans, as you say, mm. that there was something odd going on there. Because I was reading um, a uh, Richard Corbett, who uh, represented the, the kind of Yorkshire area in the European Parliament. About 10 years ago, he got 15,000 signatures for a petition to go into UEFA and have the whole thing overturned. But you're like, that's, that's no good to anyone at this stage. No, it's a bit late in the day for that job. I mean, it's, you just look back at his memories and, and, and uh, they, they, they certainly weren't doing these any favours anyway, that's for sure. Right. And in 75 against Bayern, see, I just looked at the kind of um, the, the broad terms here. So, like, Bayern are in the middle of, going, of, of getting their three in a row and they yeah. beckon Bauer in their pomp and it was a 2-0 win. So I just sort of assumed that was, uh, on the face of it all, pretty kosher. No, no, I didn't think so, Joel. But there's right. one incident, if you ever see it, uh, you know, in the old things when uh, Alan Clark beat uh, Beckenbauer. Uh, and was going through in a very, very good position. And to be quite honest, the only way Beckenbauer could get at the ball was to go through Alan Clark, which he did. Definite penalty. Def you ever see a definite penalty? Referee, corner kick. Right. Yeah, we felt there was something odd about it. He disallowed a goal in the second half. Peter Lormer scored what looked like a very, very good goal in the second half uh, in, in, in that particular game, you know? Mm. I didn't realise that. I must. I'll have a look back. I'm sure the video is somewhere. And yeah. generally, did I don't you? Look back at it too much. That was my last match for Leeds, Joe. <laughs> oh God! Right. Okay. Great. So it wasn't. It wasn't a very good finish. Yeah. <laughs> but I, anyway, that's that's by the way. Whatever about kind of European football, far flung, flung places maybe, and um, and and bribery or match fixing going on. Did you generally? Were you generally uh, feeling like the referees in England were okay in that era? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was only abroad. Bulgaria used to be the worst place, Joe. I know I'm going on a bit here. When we, had, we had a terrible experience in Bulgaria. Uh, actually, I, I was player manager. But I went over to see them uh, before we played them. They were playing France uh, in Bulgaria. Right. And uh, this was the time when France had a, had a good team, a uh, very, very good team. And um, the, the, the referee... Uh, French player was through, taken down, no, nothing sure of penalty in all your life, mm. and he waved play on. And then gave uh, Bulgaria a dodgy free kick. Well, Bulgaria fin finished up beating them on the day. I mean, Bulgaria, Bulgaria never lost in Bulgaria for years, Joe. And when they did get to, to European Cup finals or World Cups, they, they didn't do anything at all. Mm. But we played, uh, we played there um, a couple of weeks later. Uh, and again, you might see it all the times. Remember, uh, we were one down. I scored a very good. Go well, I scored a good goal. Ah, go on! It was a very good goal. Stop! Come on! <laughs> but we got, and that put us one up. And I think uh, it, it uh, disallowed. And I know, like an RTE, they showed it about eight times to find out why it could have been possibly disallowed, and couldn't find anything. Right. And we finished up getting beaten there as well. Right, that's in, dreadful. In Bulgaria were, were, were noted for it. See, there wasn't as much coverage of matches in those days, Joe. You know what I mean? Oh, well, of course, well even the, um, going back to that 
AC Milan Leeds one yeah. in, in Greece. That wasn't on the TV that night. They showed highlights the next night. So you get away with more. Oh, that's exactly. They're, they're, like now, it's, it's very difficult. Matches, are, we've seen them all, all over the world mm. uh, now. Like Bulgarian match would have been shown on RTE, that yeah. particular match. Yeah. But around Europe, it wouldn't have been seen. So it, 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 there wouldn't be as much... Uh, emphasis on looking at the referee's decisions in, in, in those days. There's no doubt about that. No, it's true. And it's very easy to spin it as sour grapes and, oh, we were done by the referee and of oh, course yeah, you were, yeah, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. That, um, that Bayern side, I, well, I, look, I appreciate what you're saying about maybe the, um, the, the, the ill feeling after the 75 Cup final, but that Bayern side with Beckenbauer three in a row, European Cups, um, how good were they? Was they, they kind of right up there, best teams you played against? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Beckenbauer was one of the best players I ever played against, Joe. He, was, he, he played at the back. He played as a, a centre-half. But we, he was like three players uh, in one. He was quick. Um, like I, I remember somebody saying to me, why didn't you get closer to Beckenbauer? Well, if you got too close to him, he'd just go past you, Joe. Right. So like all great players, you have to give them that little bit of room. Mm. And he didn't need much room to distribute the ball. Mm. He was extremely quick. If you got too close to him, he'd go, he'd go past it. And he was playing at the back. But he could step into midfield, Joe, and be a midfield player. Obviously, he wouldn't give the ball away. He'd knock a good long pass out to the left winger and be, and be back into defence when he'd done his job. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. He was like three players in one. Now he was he, he was a terrific player, yeah. and they had Müller up front, one of the greatest goal scorers uh, of all time. And they they the top class. Well, you don't win the European Cup up three times on the bounce uh, without having really really top class players. Yeah, uh, they, Bright, they, Brightner, yeah, they had them. Brightner in midfield. Then would they have had Brightner at that stage, or is that no? The, no, that might have been no. Yeah. No, he didn't. They didn't have uh, had Brightner. No, they they um, they, they like I'd say Beckenbauer and. Uh, Mullard up front were the, were the two the two really star players along with a lot of very 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 good players yeah and what kind of goals did Mueller score Mueller score he was a really in the box player right. you know, he was a small stocky guy uh, who was quick uh, he, a little bit like um, Aguero right right a bit of Aguero. He's shorter than Aguero, but he, he could read it really well. He was very quick, turn on the ball very quickly and finish it mm. really good. He wasn't he wasn't outside the box much. Mm. You know, he wouldn't be he was really, really in there and mm. he was he was deadly. Mm. Absolutely deadly. I mean his goal scoring record was, was phenomenal for Germany and for uh, Bayern Munich. Did you know that was your last game for Leeds when you know when the whistle goes? Did you know, you know, kinda of, that's me done with Leeds now? No. <laughs> okay, that came as a surprise then. Well, it wasn't, it wasn't such a bad... I, I played with Jimmy Armfield. Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy Armfield was the manager for that year, uh, Joe, mm. and uh, I, w I wasn't getting... I didn't get on very well with him. I played well in the, in the, in the Champions League match, but I asked him for, for uh, you know, an extra year's contract. He said he couldn't give me an, a year's contract. Uh, and uh, I, I, I came back off the holiday and he rang me. Uh, I only just got back that, that day, uh, that morning, actually, the morning after I got back, to say that he'd... Uh, Agreed terms with West Brom, wow. but, he didn't, but he didn't want me to go. <laughs> <laughs> that was Jimmy. So right. I'd, I'd had yeah. enough of him that year. And, uh, that was it that. was a late Jimmy, I feel. He very sadly died there a while ago. Yeah. Uh, but but that, was, um, that was it. I decided, no, 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 I've had enough of that. Yeah, it's um, ruthless business, always was, always will be, it seems. Well, yeah, that's, you know, it, it was, he, he, was doing, he, he, do, he was doing what considered was his job, which was, which was, which was fair enough. Yeah. Uh, 
I just didn't I didn't agree with him. But anyway, that's uh, <laughs> that was that was why it was my last match at uh, for Leeds. Yeah. So. Uh, listen, uh, we'll take a short break. I do want to, obviously, that's a hell of a tangent we've gone down on. Um, we want to get your thoughts on Man City Liverpool. Back in one second with John Giles. Football on Off the Ball. Brought to you by the Boyle Sports app. Cash out and in play betting available in the App Store and Google Play Store. Now, welcome back. So, uh, we're still on the line with John Giles. John, um, Man City, Liverpool, we were, I was saying to someone the other night on the show, uh, we were wondering would there be a twist here. I suppose the twist was there was no twist. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Man, Man yeah. City just kept doing it. 14 wins in a, in a row, yeah. in fairness. You just kind of have to hold your hands up and say that's quite extraordinary. Oh, there's no, no doubt about it, Joe. Under pressure nearly all the time as mm. well, because Liverpool, if we, if we look back, played, on their, played their game before City all the time. Uh, to go in front, so City had to win. I mean, the draw was no good for them, as we know, on, on, on the run-in. So it was fantastic from both sides. I mean, for Liverpool to do what they did, I think they finished up with, what, 97 points, Joe, yeah. and didn't win it. Yeah. You know, and City having to do what they did, uh, it was absolutely brilliant. And it was a great, it, it was great advert for the game. It was great for the game generally with what happened overall last week, you know, with company scoring early on. Then we had the Champions League matches, which were absolutely fantastic. Uh, and then for, at, the, at the end, uh, for City to go and do what they did, you know, as we know, they went to goal down, but won really, really well. They kept their nerve and won well in the finish. So it was a great advert for the, for the Premier League and uh, absolutely brilliant stuff. Do you know, what was, uh, I mean, it's, it's probably not that important a point in some ways, but uh, it's worth maybe just remarking on, you know, you, you think of Ferguson and Keegan back in the days, and you think of Ferguson and Wenger, and you think of Mourinho with various people. Uh, there was there was something kind of refreshingly respectful about the way Klopp and Guardiola conducted themselves in this very pressurised situation. There was a lot of mutual respect, I thought. Uh, we don't always get it, actually. It was a bit of a rarity. Well, yeah. Well, it is in football, uh, Joe, and, and <laughs> I think especially in the old days, you know, the... Uh, I, I, I wouldn't say Fergie was big pals ever with Wenger or Mourinho or whatever pals among themselves at all. Mm. But uh, I, I think the, the, the behaviour uh, of, of Klopp and, and Guardiola was, was excellent. Uh, you know, there was no bad feeling there at all. They respected each other for what they were doing uh, and got on with the job. There was no well, gamesmanship in any way, Joe. And I think they behaved in the way that you know professional people should behave. And, and again, was good for the game overall. So, City, um, with a view to next year, because we, we kind of we talked about them so much this year, and I, I think people have a good sense of where they are. We were just what you were talking to various people this week. We were kind of listing out uh, company. Uh, Fernandinho is now thirty-four. David Silva's going on thirty-three. Aguero is turning thirty-one. He's probably okay for a while. Um, they've a little bit, just a touch, a hint of rebuilding to do maybe over the summer. Certainly down the spine of that team. Oh, yeah. Well, no matter who, who they are, Joe, you know, the managers are always, in Guardiola's case, if he has the resources to do, which we believe he has, mm. they'd be always looking to, to, always looking to improve the team. You know, if you go back at Liverpool in the great years with Suness and Dalglish and, uh, you know, Lawrence and all these players, you know, they always, and, and it was unusual in those days, to, to get two new players for the next season two players that could improve that particular squad. Mm. And they didn't carry such big squads in those days, as you know. But they always improved it. And I, I'd be surprised if Guardiola uh, doesn't go out and improve it. And maybe Klopp will as, 
club as well. I think, you know, Manchester City definitely have the resources to do it. And he recognised the, 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 the age of the players, uh, Joe. I think that, you know, there's, like in nowadays the players are so fit, you know, 31, 32, some players are at their peak at that particular time. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, obviously, I, I think he will improve the squad. And I think if they won the European Cup along with that, they'd still be looking to improve it, Joe. That's the way it is. And if you have the resources to do it, then why not? Mm. You know, when you, when, 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 when you look around, are there that many great players around? Because there's so many players looking for it. Our team's looking for it, whether it be Liverpool, Manchester United, or Barcelona, and Real Madrid. You know, there's huge competition now uh, for players because Real Madrid, as we know, Barcelona need it. Uh, Manchester United certainly need it. So there's going to be a big competition. But I think with Guardiola doing what he's doing and Klopp doing what he's doing, they're more likely to attract the top players now yeah. uh, than the other clubs that I've just mentioned. On Guardiola. How, yeah. how, you know, look, I know you had your misgivings about certain aspects of his approach. Uh, not least still, still have, Joe. Do you? Well, I, 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 I was but, going to ask, but, you know, surely, like, where do you have him if we're talking about, you know, the annals of the great managers over the last 40, 50 years that the game has seen? Where do you have Guardiola? Uh, he'd be up there with the best, Joe. Yeah. I mean, you, like, you can be. only look at, at our, somebody's record. What have they won? Mm. You know, that's, that's, that's how you judge a manager. Uh, I mean, I, I would have uh, certain... I, I don't think he... Uh, so defensively, Joe, I don't, I don't think he really pays as much attention to it as he should. Now, that's only my opinion. But he's winning matches the way he's doing it, you know. But I, I think there's a balance to it as well. He can still be winning the matches and do certain things defensively. Uh, but, uh, you know, like if you go back again to Liverpool in their day, they conceded very few goals and they, they had really top-class to Hansen and Lawrenson and uh, all these various players. Um, I think company... If you look at it, the last few couple of weeks, company has played, I think, in the three or last four matches on the bounce, which he hasn't done before, yeah. because he's without doubt still the best defender. Still the best defender. And, and sorry to interrupt, is that, is that, like, I mean, Guardiola, for all his brilliance, has still only won two Champions Leagues. I mean, well, look, I say only, but he's only won two Champions Leagues. Uh, you know, you think there's four English teams in the two European Cup finals. So that, that is a failure in that respect. I don't is think it, so, Joe. Do you not think so? I was, no, well, was going to say, is the fragility down to his defensive issues? Is that the reason? Well, well, no. Well, not, not really. I mean, if you go back to Alex Ferguson and play 25 years, yeah. he's on top. He only won the European Cup twice. It's coming from a different base, though. Why? Because English football had been banned for a number of years and then there was the foreigner rule and it was a bit of a slow burner through the 90s to get up to 99. Is is Did out that much? Though? Yeah, I think I think it was different. In fairness to now, I think English clubs are in a completely different place now to when Ferguson really began the assault on Europe. Oh well, I don't. Well, it, it, it is it is what it is at any given time. Uh, if you look at some of the great managers, uh, you know. Well, you take the Champions League for, for instance this year, mm. right? Uh, in 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 Klopp's case. Uh, Guardiola's case, Potocino particularly, how many matches did they lose in that job? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you say it's, 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 it's the top, I don't think it is. If I was a manager or a player, I, quite honestly, I'd rather win the Premier League than the Champions League. Mm. I think it's harder to win because mm. there's a c consistency. If you look at Liverpool, Liverpool only lost one match all season uh, in, the, in, in, the, in the Premiership. They mm. lost three of two or three matches in, in the Champions League. So you're knocked out. If you, you're not knocked out. Like, how many matches did Potocino lose in the Champions League this year? 
A few, in, a f- yeah, a few in the group stage, all right. Yeah, they were lucky to get you through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you couldn't do that. Like, <laughs> look at the Premiership this year. Liverpool lost one match and mm. didn't win it. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's, it's necessarily... Say, say, for example, Pochettino wins the Champions League this year, which he could do. Yeah. Does that make him a better manager than Guardiola? No. So it's, 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 I don't see it as being the ultimate uh, uh, um, thing for the yeah. great managers to win the Champions League. Okay. I mean, look at Chelsea there a few years ago. Who was the lad's name that was in charge when they won it? He was sacked after three months. Di Matteo. Di Matteo. Yeah. I mean, does that make him a great manager? To, you know, I, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't agree with the Champions League being the ultimate in, 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 uh, in, in management. There's a, there's I, think ju- there's very, just... I think it's a very high thing, but I don't think Guardiola... Guardiola's won it twice, Joe. Yeah. Already, I know, with Barcelona, right? And look at the, 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 like, look what he's done in the Premiership this year. He could win the treble this year mm. uh, in, in, if he wins the Cup next week. Yeah. So does he have to win the Champions League to prove himself to be a great manager? No, I wouldn't think so. I don't think I so. Think so. I wouldn't think so. Uh, I guess, look, the true marker is in the last uh, 10 seasons that he's been manager, he's won the league eight times, which is just ridiculous. Yeah. So that's, and and that's the European the Cup twice, don't forget. Yeah, look, we'll, we, yeah, we're not going to discount his two. We'll give <laughs> him those two. <laughs> I mean, it's great to win the Champions League, you know, and, and people say, oh, well, he should be doing it, shouldn't be doing it. But, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it, it is a great competition, there's no doubt. But I'm sure. only saying, if you win the, the, the Premiership, you're doing it over 38 matches. Yeah. 38 matches. That's a consistency that's, that's, that you don't get in the Champions League, for example. Because I said with Spurs this, this season, Pantacino could win the Champions League having lost three or four matches in it. No, it's true. Look, there is that element of knockout football to them. You know, yeah. you know, that's just part of it. Um, we talked about a lot about Liverpool. Um, it's, like, it's very difficult to be critical of them in any way. You know, like, uh, they've, they, with their 97 points, it's the third highest total ever accumulated in a league season. The only two ahead of them are City this season and City last season. So... You know, you, you kind of have to critique them and say, how do they close the gap? Well, they, they can only do what they can do, Joe. And they have closed the gap, don't forget. I mean, there were 25 points was it behind Manchester City last season. Mm. They're only a point behind them this season. So how do they make up those two points for next year? Well, it's difficult to know that, Joe. It, 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 I mean, how does, it's very, very, very difficult to compete against. But you, what they did have, they did have losses, uh, draws, yeah. Against Everton and Leicester, and and somebody else at that, that particular time. Mm. Uh, to, I mean, that's what they've only lost one match. The City have lost more matches, but if, if they they did draw a couple of matches at that particular time, Joe, yeah. Joe, when they fell behind, you know, they were seven points in front at one stage, uh, and City beat them as we know to to get it to four points. Mm. But I think they drew at home to. Uh, Leicester, I think they drew it home to Everton. They got United when things were going well for United as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, that's... I mean, that, you can't ask too much more a, a, a Klopp no. in the job that he's done. You know, he's, he's, been, he's been absolutely brilliant this year. Mm. They could still, next week, as we know, they could still win the Champions League and, ha- and have had a great season because he's added players to, uh, to the defence. Uh, the goalkeeper's got a goalkeeper that he didn't have. You know, he's got Van Dijk in. Robertson is playing brilliantly at uh, at left back, so he's improved that team a great deal in the time that he's been there. Mm. He's just been a little bit unlucky that Manchester City were slightly better. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's that simple in a way. And um, before you go, Manchester United bowed out with a, a fairly lifeless two 0 defeat to Cardiff at home. Like, geez, what, a, what a dreadful way to kind of sign off. Are you a little bit surprised at just how uh, badly and how quickly almost it's gone awry now under Solskjaer? Yeah, I'd be a bit surprised at it, uh, Joe. I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have expected him to get the results that he got in, re- in the, coming towards the end of the season. I definitely, definitely wouldn't have expected that. I, I was never in favour. I think you probably know of Solskjaer taking over uh, when he did take over on the three-year contract. Uh, and I, I, I still feel that way, Joe, because uh, what he's saying in the paper recently, he, he, he's saying, uh, making the same remarks as Mourinho made. Yeah. You know, I know, he's saying the players are not doing this, the players are not doing that, we've got to make changes, he'll be gone. You know, this is what Mourinho was saying. And one of the good things about uh, Solskjaer when he came in is that he stopped doing that. It and did, actually it, got the best know, out of the players for a period of time. But It didn't, take him, it didn't you know, take him long to almost fall into the same frustrations as Jose, did it? No, this is what I'm saying. Like, I think he, was, he did brilliantly when he came in. I think he was the right man for the job at that particular time, Joe. They did need somebody to do what he did, as they say, put his arm around them. Uh, I, I, I got a little bit of a laugh, well, a smile last week when I saw in the paper. He was actually saying, we've got to stop looking back. Mm. We can't keep looking back. I mean, that's exactly what he was doing when he came from the time he came in, mm. was looking back. This is what we did in Barcelona. This is the, the Manchester United, you know, all that all that carry on. Now, now he's in a position, oh, again, he's, you know, he has to manage now. He's saying the same things as Mourinho said. You know, the players are not doing this, and the players are not doing that. Um, again, I, I, I wouldn't have given them the three-year contract at that time, Joe. And, and I did say it at the time. I would wait until the end of the season. Uh, and I'm not so sure now that Manchester United will stick with giving them the three-year contract. Really? Oh, well, again, like I'm only looking, I'm looking at things in a certain way. Potocino made some unbelievable remarks last week, Joe, where he said, you know, I might, I might have a sabbatical, I might go, mm. I might do this unless I get this from the manager, mm. uh, from, the, from the chairman. Uh, you know, for somebody that's in a position in the Champions League final, uh, to be making the comments that he made last week, I, I found strange, uh, to say the least. It was, it, was, uh, it was strange, all right. Even in the press conference, a few journalists said, hang on, are you, are you saying what we think you're saying here? It would be... Um, Geez, like it'd be a really tough decision and, and probably unfair to turn around to Solskjaer before he has a full season and say, look, we need to end this early. But like, That's what you have to do, Joe. Right. You know, yeah. pay him off. Like, pay him, you know. And, and, but, it, it, like, if you, it, it, for example, if they are going for Potocino, it's mm. going to cost them about 40 million. Mm. And it's going to give Solskjaer, if they give Solskjaer, three, three to five million. It's mm. going to cost them 45 million, for example. Mm. That's pittance, Joe, yeah. in relation to having a successful Manchester United in relation to a non-successful Manchester United. And if, 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 I were, if I were the boss at Manchester United, that's what I would do. You would still be saying, we should try and get Pochettino, there's yeah. a chance here. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. And, and, and be kind uh, to, to, to Solskjaer. In, 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 it's a difficult, it would be a difficult situation. Um, a lot of people would think it was unfair. Well, I, you know, I, matches, it, it, you know, I don't they, do fair or unfair. Job. Yeah, there, there, there would be a bit of a cost, though, with almost humiliating the club legend, though. No, I don't think so. No, I mean, you don't think the fans like, would think, ah, oh, this isn't right? Well, I'd say if you ask the majority of fans now, this is only my take mm. on it, 
would they go for Pochettino instead of Solskjaer? Yes, 100%. Well, that's what you have to do. Mm. You know, the fans will only go, I mean, the fans' loyalty will only last for so long. If Manchester United started badly next year, for example, they turn on Solskjaer. If they haven't already turned on him a little bit, of course he had he had his time at Manchester and he was very popular in that. But that, that those days have gone. Mm. And I think from the, the boss at Manchester United, when you're in that position, you've got to do what you believe is best for the club. Mm. And that's what I said, like with Solskjaer, the only thing you could do with with the with the lad, and I know this sounds cruel, is to pay him. Yeah, pay him for doing what he, what what he's done, uh, and then go for what you think is best for the club. Yeah, I looked. I mean, you could well be right because um, you know when Ferguson went and people drew the parallels with what happened to Liverpool in the nineties after all their success, and people were saying, you know, you've got to be careful here because you can easily have. A decade or two of almost uh, you know, kind of being away from the top table. I honestly thought the only the problem with that parallel was the money. The money is so different now. Manchester United would have so much money they would be able to insulate themselves and they would recover far more quickly than Liverpool did back in the in the nineties when things started to go wrong. And yet here we are, and you're looking at them, and they look a really really long way away from challenging. So maybe you just have to go out and get Pochettino and be ruthless because yeah. they're, they're starting to they're starting to kind of uh, flirt with you know what a decade in the wilderness here. Well, or longer. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Like, don't forget, Liverpool haven't won the league for was it was twenty nine years. Twenty nine, yeah. You know the times go by so quickly. It's already five years since since Fergie uh, has gone. Mm. So uh, and the way things got at Liverpool and, and Manchester City. Um, you don't see anything for Manchester United in the, in the foreseeable future. So it's big decisions to make, Joe. And there's a lot of sentiment in it. Now, I don't mean to be cruel to, or sound cruel to be Solskjaer. Mm. It, is, it is what it is. If you're running a club like Manchester United, you can't say, well, he's, he's been a good player for us, he's a good lad, which he has been, and he's done a good job for what needed to be done. Mm. But if you're talking about a three-year contract now, I, I, w- I would say, look, uh, Mr. Solskjaer, like we... We can't do it. We'll pay. We'll pay you up and, and give them a good settlement. Uh, and do you have to do what's best for the club? Yeah. And I'm only giving you my opinion of what I think is best for Manchester United for what it's worth. I would go for Pochettino now, and and pay Solskjaer off rather than stay with Pot- and and the money that's concerned in it with 45 million uh, in in getting a successful manager in. That's peanuts, Joe. Yeah. Peanuts. Listen, brilliant stuff. Uh, before we let you put your uh, feet up for the summer, I would say we'll be in touch around the Champions League final for a chat then. Oh, yes. Okay. Certainly, Joe. All right, John. Pleasure Good as always. Talk to you, Joe. Thanks, Emil. See you later. Thanks bye, again. Bye. Football on Off the Ball. Brought to you by the Boyle Sports app. Cash out and in play betting available in the App Store and Google Play Store.